Welcome to the PHNX Wildcats show. Shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Friday. Head on over to OG's Brands to see their full lineup, including the two newest gummies, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's, and to find out where you can purchase. Now, joined by the GOAT, Mr. Brian Jeffries. Brian, you still have an immaculate jersey behind you. I like it. Uh, I just need a bag of gummies here and my day would be made. So let's be honest here. We also need to give a big shout out to somebody that I was very uh, happy about today. Bill, you know, anybody that has a birthday today? Yeah, I think uh, Brody Dryden has a birthday today, and uh, I hope he's enjoying it well, because I, everyone should have a happy birthday, right? We, everybody should. And have you been working on him getting to Vegas? I was messaging him about quite a bit last night about this. Well, I know he burned some vacation time going to Disneyland of all places, so We'll see what we can do. All right. Yes, that would be awesome. All right, Brian, I don't know if you notice or not, but March is here now, which means March mm -hmm. Madness for Mr. Brian Jeffries. Um, first and foremost, this team is really kind of hitting its stride right now. And let's talk about that ASU game. Kylan Boswell, that just looked like, I mean, you see what this team is capable when he is fully, you know, when he's playing that way. And Brian, that was just a breath of fresh air seeing that young man play the way that he was, that he's capable of playing. Well, I'll tell you this, uh, being around Kylan, I, I can tell you that he probably works harder than anybody on that team. And it's a hardworking team, but he's a guy that's in the gym every time he gets a chance. He's always wanting to improve. And keep in mind, he's still 18 years old and uh, he's got a, not quite two seasons behind him. And last year really came off the bench. Now, you know, being a starter, I think that he's, you know, had some ups and downs. There's no question about that. But uh, I just I love the kid and his approach to the game. Uh, it never wavers. And so, yeah, having having him, you know, he doesn't have to score 17 every night, but that was certainly a big boost for the Wildcats. And uh, if he plays well, you know, the team plays well, but you could say that really about the eight guys that uh, Tommy has in his rotation. If everybody is, they don't have to have great nights every night, uh, but if they go out and score their average, rebound their average, then guess what? They're going to win games. Yeah, and Jaden Bradley, we got to give him a little bit of love too. I mean, that's a heck of a little point guard duo when they're playing. You got with uh, being able to have somebody like Cos Kylan with uh, Jaden Bradley coming off the bench. They're calling it Bradwell when you combine both of them. Do you get it, Brian? It's funny. I got, I got it. Uh, you know, Jaden has been a, a tremendous help. Uh, the guy takes extremely good care of the ball. He's very smart. He's an excellent defender. Uh, I think he should shoot the ball more, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I think sometimes that he uh, you know, wants to get his teammates involved maybe too much because you know, he's not a bad offensive player at all. And I think when you know, as his confidence grows, and that's one thing we've probably seen from him the last two or three weeks, I think that he's looking for his shot a little bit more. He's driving to the bucket more, and I think that's, that's going to help him because uh, when you play other teams, of course, they're going to scout you and having Jaden be able to, to do what he's been doing lately. I think it, it puts the other teams then in a position where they've got to guard him, right. uh, where maybe halfway through the season, they thought, OK, well, this guy's not an offensive threat, so we don't have to put our best defender on him. Well, that's changed now, and that just makes Arizona a better team. Brian, have you ever seen anybody quite like Caleb Love at the University of Arizona? Somebody that just, I mean, just plays with that kind of passion, but he can be 20 of 20. He can be O of 20, but guess what? That next shot is going in. It's He's a remarkable player to watch. 
Oh, he's got the swagger. And I think every team needs somebody with swagger because that kind of bleeds over to the rest of the roster. And that's the way he is. He approaches those every game. You kind of see that same look on his face that if you need me, I'm going to take over this game. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. The two games against Arizona State this year were not his two highest scoring games by any means, but his efficiency was exceptional in those two games. And I think you see that from him where he knows. I think Caleb has a great sense. And again, here's a guy that's, you know, played plenty of basketball over the years, over 2,000 points. I think he gets the sense of when he knows uh, he needs to to score more and when he knows that, you know, he can help out his teammates. And right. so I admire that about him. And, uh, you know, I think he wants to make the most of it. That, you know, you look at the four seniors, uh, this is it. This is their opportunity now to make a name for this team, for themselves, and put themselves in the record books. And you can uh, you sense that. I can think about any senior when you get down that home stretch. I think these four guys in particular, because of the amount of basketball that they have behind them, they're all transfers. Uh, two of them just in for this season and, and two have been here for a couple of years. Uh, but they want to make the most of this. And, and that's why I think they've elevated their game. And Caleb's a perfect example. I look at this year's team, Brian, and I think that ne- this year's team is, and again, last year's team, I thought overachieved during the regular season. It was a very good team, obviously, but it didn't quite have the, I think some of the alphas that maybe this year's team does. I think that this team is a little bit more positioned come March to be able to make a deep run just because you've got some more pieces. You've got some players that have been there and there's a little bit of a toughness factor that I think was as a real nice nice addition as opposed to maybe last year, not saying last year's team wasn't tough, but there's a little bit more of an oomph to this team. Yeah. I, I, you can say that Mike Um, let's, let's trade last year for this year. Okay. So let's trade Kirk Risa for Kylan Boswell. All right. So same, you know, basically their scoring's almost identical. Uh, Kreisa more assists, Kylan, a lot fewer turnovers. Right. So, so there you go. Um, Let's see. Let's trade Courtney Love for Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey for for Love. Okay, you've got twice as many points now. I think that was a definite upgrade right there. Right. Uh, Tabellus for Keisha Johnson. All right. Now you don't have the offense, but I'll go back to the factor you just mentioned there: toughness, better defender in uh, Keisha Johnson. So right. I would say you know an upgrade there. Uh, of course, you've got Pella Larson, Umar Balo. They're back from a year ago. Uh, let's see. Sed Henderson for. Who do we trade? KJ Lewis. KJ Lewis. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you've got a younger guy in KJ, but a more athletic guy in KJ. I think, you know, his future is exceptionally bright. And, you know, he played an outstanding game at Arizona State. A lot of the things that that's that, uh, KJ does does not show up in the box score. Right. And, and that's the thing that is of his value. And then um, uh, let's see, Adama Ball for. Jaden Bradley. Well, yeah. I don't think there's any question there. We've right. already covered that. Right, so, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the comparison and it's a different team. Every team's different. You're in and you're out. Uh, but these guys, you know, I think maybe have the right pieces in the right places. But a lot of it, Mike, let's let's be totally honest. A lot of it goes back to matchups when you right. get into the NCAA tournament last year. Bad matchup for Arizona and Princeton. OK, uh, let's see. What was their loss before that? Houston. Bad match matchup. Right. OK, TCU uh, was a tough you, matchup before that even. Yeah. Yeah. And so you go back and, you know, there's been teams that they probably should have beaten uh, that they didn't, but then they've beaten some teams that maybe you say, wow, how did they get that done? So uh, it's, that's why they call it madness because you get into March, you get in that NCAA tournament. And I mean, you've got to, 
be hitting on all cylinders, and you better hope that the matchup is in your favor. And what I like, too, and we saw it against Washington, when Keyshaw Johnson comes out and plays like that with that kind of electricity, where he's blocking shots, where he's rebounding, it changes the equation entirely, Brian, because he's somebody that really isn't, there isn't somebody else like him on the roster, especially when he's playing like that. Well, and I think the the fact that he's listed at six foot seven, but you know he's got a tremendous wingspan, and that's why he's such a good defender. Is that he can guard guys taller than him? I talked to him um, the day of the ASU game here on uh, what was Wednesday, and I asked him about that. And you know he didn't go into too much depth, but I think he knows that you know that's what makes him special: his ability to guard pretty much you know anybody. And he's been asked sometimes to guard almost right. anybody on the court. Uh, and this week's going to be a good example. You know, he's going to have to end up uh, maybe against some seven footers when Oregon comes to town. But, you know, he's willing to do that. And I think he's got the skill set to do it. And so, like I said, when you if you follow, you know, my formula there of trading to Bellis for Johnson, uh, you've got a much better defender in a key shot. And he's got that energy, you know. Uh, Tavellis and loved the kid, uh, and he was kind of cerebral the way he played. I mean, he was right. didn't change his expression a lot, right? Um, but uh, but Keyshot, yeah, when he's got that energy going, you can feel it on the court. Are we giving Umar Ballo maybe not quite enough credit? Because it's funny, like every single game, Brian, it seems 17 and 13, 14 and 12. I mean, the double doubles that he gets are big time double doubles. It's not like they're these 10 and 10 or, you know, 11 and 10 type things. I mean, in Arizona basketball history, there haven't been a lot of guys that you can essentially pencil in and it's going to be 16 and 13 every single game. Well, it's extremely difficult. I asked Tommy about that last week and he said, you know, college basketball, it's tough to average a double-double. It really is. And what are there only four, I believe, now in at least major college basketball right, right now, maybe uh, power five schools, only four guys that are averaging a double-double right now. That tells you a lot about where Umar is. And a lot of things, if not everything, goes through him. And if he plays that – so you go back to what you just mentioned. So if Keyshot has that energy and Umar's, you know, doing what he's doing, and, you know, Kylan gets to double figures in scoring. We know what Caleb Love can do. We can know what uh, Pella Larson can do. And if that bench plays as well as it has been through most of the season, then, you know, Arizona's a, a really tough out. And, you know, I'm excited to see what happens here in the next month. All right, Brian, when are you getting up to uh, Las Vegas? Because we have a rendezvous. Uh, I was talking with Ben White about this. We will be hanging mm -hmm. out, Brian Jeffries. You're not getting out of this. All right. Uh, I, did, I believe we're going on Tuesday. Okay, so, well. You know, I'll they tell me the day before we leave. I have my bags always packed just in case, you know, there's a change. And Brian, are you backing the A right now? Because there's a big A right behind you. I just noticed that Brian Jeffries yeah. is currently backing the A. Yeah, well, that's, you know, when you're at home, you want to be surrounded by, you know, familiar things. And uh, that's my inspiration when I walk into the quote unquote home office. All right. Well, I, I like it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Tommy Lloyd watching him. I like what I like about watching Tommy Lloyd is. Tommy Lloyd looks like he's enjoying his job. I think like a, a lot of times you'll see coaches that just don't look like they're having a good time. I watched Tommy Lloyd before the game. He's talking with the officials. Like it's almost like he's like asking him, you know, how are the kids doing whatnot? And again, he gets on the officials, but I, I just love watching him because it looks like he's actually, like I said, it looks like he's enjoying himself. I think that's kind of a lost art, especially with a guy that has been as wildly successful as he's been. Well, I mean, here's a guy that this is, a lot of us, I would say not enough 
people probably get to do what they really love to do. Right. If you have a passion for something and you pursue it, not everyone gets to that point in their career. Uh, he has. I mean, this is his passion is to be a, a college basketball coach. Uh, right. He could have left Gonzaga a long time ago, and he didn't because it was a good thing. And, you know, he liked where he was at, and he loves where he's at in Tucson because he knows what he can achieve here. Right. Uh, he knew what they were achieving at Gonzaga. He knows that uh, there there is no limit to what you can achieve when you're coaching the University of Arizona basketball team. And so, yeah, why wouldn't you love it? And that's kind of his lifestyle, too. I mean, he's he's a guy that just um, in, enjoys the simple things in life. He grew up in a small town in Washington. And, uh, you know, his mom and dad, I love his mom and dad. They they come to a lot of the games. I'll right. come down and spend some time. And uh, they were here last week. They went up to Tempe. And you can see, you know, where Tommy's personality comes from and where his – really, I think his demeanor comes from is just hanging around his dad because his dad's kind of a fun guy. And uh, right. I think last week uh, he was showing – his dad was showing me pictures on his phone of uh, the weather in Kelso, and it wasn't good. And so he was just happy to be in Tucson. That's, you know, that's the way that family is, and that's why, you know, Tommy's doing what he's doing. All right, let's say you're not like Brian Jeffries and you don't have front row seats, but you're thinking to yourself, I'd like to go to the game and get seats maybe by the GOAT. Game time is here for you. Game time. Check it out. You can get uh, you can get basketball tickets. You can get concert tickets. You name it. Game time has it. All right, here's all you got to do. Download the uh, download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms of apply again. Create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. All kinds of good stuff. If you're an engineer out there looking for some work, maybe, and you know you want to hang out with uh, Brian Jeffries, might be the time. Go check out the uh, go check go check it out. And then the AZ Lotto. Brian Jeffries, have you ever won the Arizona lottery? Don't be modest. If you have, be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've won two bucks before. Right. I think okay. I got a, wait a minute. I believe I still have a, I got a scratcher in my, uh, stocking for Christmas and I won $2. All right. Is that the most you've won? It feels like you've won more than that, Brian. You strike me as a lucky person. I think I won six one time. All right. Well, either way, Brian, again, but just like Brian Jeffries, the Arizona lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It's about being out in the community. Visit azadventures.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win one million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. All right. I had multiple people that have asked about uh, what your thoughts on uh, Mount Crevis are. Mo Crevis to the uh, to the uh, uh, the untrained eye. What? uh <laughs> He's fun to watch, obviously, and you can tell he's going to be, be get better. His best basketball is ahead of him. Watching Mo Crevis, though, this feels like the kind of player that you would always see at Gonzaga that works his way through, and then by like the time he's like late sophomore year, early junior year, you're like, oh gosh, this guy's averaging 14 and 10. It feels he's got a little bit of that Gonzaga feel to it, and that's a good thing, Brian Jeffries. Well, he's tremendous footwork, very smart young man, and yeah, uh, he's going to be really good. And you can look at next year's team right now and say he's the starting center. Uh, right. I think it's a critical off season for Mo. So, uh, whatever happens here for the final month of this season, he's been a big help off the bench. Uh, he gives Umar, you know, minutes to to rest. And uh, the the great thing about Crevis is he's contributing. On top of that, right. he's, not, he's not just taking up space. I think this is a huge offseason for him. Um, get in the weight room with Chris Rounds, whatever his plans are this summer. Uh, I think he can make himself into a all-conference center come next year. And uh, let's be honest. I mean, they're going to need him to make a pretty 
decent jump. And most guys do. Freshman to sophomore year, that's right. usually when you make your most improvement. And I think he has that capability of doing that. And, uh, yeah, he could be one of the best, uh, not only in the Big 12 next year, but he could be one of the best big men in the country next year. Are you excited about the Big 12, Brian? You're going to be going to a lot of rowdy fan bases. Yeah, I am, Mike. And that's, you know, along with the competition, which is going to be incredibly difficult. I mean, it's the best basketball conference in the country, and it's only going to get better next year. I mean, you trade Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma's just, uh, you know, a 500 program, and Texas has had its moments. Uh, But then you add, you know, Arizona. You add Colorado. Right. Uh, you know, Utah, I mean, ASU is going, so we have to add them. Yeah, and then you look at what they have now. Right. And, uh, you know, BYU just beat Kansas uh, right. in Lawrence. And, and that conference is just incredible. And so I'm looking forward to uh, the competition because it's going to be tough every night. But uh, you mentioned the thing that I, I personally will enjoy the most, and that's the environment. Yes. And okay. that when we go on the road next year, and I don't care where it is, I think I looked at the uh, Big 12 attendance figures. And I think with the exception of Central Florida and maybe maybe Cincinnati, I mean, everybody else is putting, you know, 85, 90% capacity into their buildings. And then you look around the Pac-12 right now, and that's not the case. And, uh, what do you, you know, there's just outside, outside Arizona. Yeah. Let me ask you that, Brian. That's a, it's funny. It's almost like uh, Brian. It's almost like Brian's smarter than me because he already know well he is, but he already knows where I'm going with something before I even mention it. Brian, I was going to ask you that. What happened to the Pac-12? Because I remember coming up in the '90s, Maples was kind of like Cameron West in that it was it was an insane environment where you could literally feel the gym shaking just by watching TV. Even back in the day, Pauly, you know, for when Arizona got there would be, you know, a raucous environment. What happened to that? Because it just feels like Arizona is obviously there, but it feels like we lost so much and I have no clue what happened to be honest with you. Well, I don't either, Mike. I mean, you could look at a lot of things and I, in no particular order, uh, it probably starts with coaching. And, right. you know, if you you got to have the right guy in the right place to do it. Uh, let's talk about environment. Why? What's one of the reasons? I mean, Arizona's had outstanding coaches. Okay, that's number one. But when you bring a recruit in to McHale Center on a visit, right? I mean, does that not have an influence? Right. As opposed to going to a game in Stanford or Berkeley or, you know, you name it, really. Right. Right. Uh, uh, well, here's a great example: Washington State, outstanding coach and Kyle Smith. Yep. What, what they average three thousand people a game, so he's overcome that, right? Because you have a, a great coach in that spot. But every school can't say that. So I, like I said, um, I, I don't have an answer for that. But I think it starts with coaching. Uh, number two, you got to then you got to have the players. You got to have the talent. Uh, but there's an somewhere in there is environment, and right. that is, is it a place that you know, players want to go play. Players want to play at Arizona. They want to play at Kansas. They want to play at Baylor. Uh, they want to play at Houston because of the success of the programs. And when they go there, they understand that. They see it's 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 coaching. It's the ta- other talent that surrounds you. Uh, it's the fan base. It's everything. There's a lot of things that go into it for these guys. And uh, somewhere down the line, Mike, the Pac-12 has just fallen behind. And uh, I, like I said, I'm not going to say it's one particular thing because I don't know what it is. If the, if that's it, I think it's it's a list of things that, unfortunately, 
it's all kind of fallen together here over the last how many years? Ten years now, right? Since really the conference was where you could look top to bottom, and when you go on the road, you say, and it's been difficult. What's the crazy thing is now we talk about the the weak league, but it's been tough to win on the road in this right. conference this year. Uh, so there's still something out there, but it just hasn't clicked. And so as sad as I am, and I think a lot of us are, to see the the Pac-12 um, end here very shortly. Uh, at the same time, you know, it's going to be a great upgrade to get to the Big 12. Is it you know, going to feel a little bit full circle when you're calling a game with Houston, with Kelvin Sampson, or uh, also <laughs> from your neck of the woods at Washington State originally, Brian Jeffries? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you know, he's had an interesting career. And if you can win at Washington State, you know, you're doing so you look at what Kyle Smith, uh, Tony Bennett, uh, Kelvin Sampson, you look at the guys that have been successful there. Unfortunately for Cougar fans, they haven't stayed. And, right. you know, and I, I hope for Washington State's sake that they can keep Kyle Smith, but he's going to be a hot commodity now because of what he's been able to do up there. So, yeah, it's, I mean, we're going to see some different guys, some different places. And, you know, like I said, I would have rather just kept the Pac-12 together and right. moved on and uh, it's not going to happen. So we'll, we'll enjoy the next step. Well, that also means, though, that the rest of the nation gets to see more Brian Jeffries, though. You're going to be hopscotching around a lot more travel, Brian Jeffries, for you. Well, you know, that's we've been sitting around with the calculator trying to figure that out. I don't think it's as great as people realize. It's just going to be different. Right. And so you don't have traveling parties in the uh, the Pac-12, traveling partners. And so you don't go now, like next weekend, Arizona goes and plays the L.A. schools. Thursday right. and Saturday. That's not going to happen. Now you're going to play uh, Houston on Tuesday and come home and play Cincinnati on Saturday. Right. And it's going to work that way. My understanding is, and they haven't done the schedule yet. My understanding is that uh, if they have you scheduled to play at Central Florida or West Virginia, they they might make that a two game trip for a team like Arizona, any but any of the teams in the West. Right. They might make an exception there again, just to try and cut down on travel because. If you had to make that trip from Tucson to Central Florida to and then go back to West Virginia later in the season, now you're talking some some long flights. I my impression is, and I don't know this officially. I've just heard there's talk that they're going to try and work things so you don't have teams flying cross country multiple times during the season. Brian, have you ever been to Illegal Pete's? Yes. Yeah. Sat upstairs on the. Um, oh, nice. Sat upstairs. Yeah. And Brian, what are you? Six foot four or six five? Depends if I stand up straight. All right. Well, if you're standing up straight, how tall are you? Six, four and a half. All right. Well, that means that you are Brian Jeffries in the second row, peering down on the entire city. And Brody is only six foot eight, correct? Uh, that depends if you if it's official or not. Yes. Okay. Well, either way, if it's good enough for if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for everybody. I know that Brody's been to Illegal Pete's. All right. The college basketball season is in crunch time. Win or lose, Illegal Pete's is here to bring you a win with your le a legendary sound check deal. Oh, interesting. Bring in your ticket stuff from any ticketed event, maybe a U of A game and get a draft beer or a house margarita for a penny. Illegal Pete's wants to celebrate with you, whether it's a pregame or a postgame with locations in Tucson and Tempe, Arizona. They got you covered for all your game day needs. Must purchase an adult entree to redeem Illegal Pete's soundcheck deal. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And you might even see Brian Jeffries there. Also, Is Brian, that like any ticket stub? Let's see here. Uh, soundcheck deal. Bring in your ticket stuff from any ticketed event. Yes, Brian. You would qualify, Brian. 
Ooh, Brian, I'm telling you, we are getting you free food on air right here. Okay. I don't Pull know the if they food or not, but yeah, we Does got one. Yes, yes, that will work. And have you been to the Phoenix Raceway, Brian Jeffries? You strike me as a guy. Can you even fit I, into a race car? That's on <laughs> probably not. That's on my bucket list. Yeah, all right. Well, I can fit into a race car. I do not have the same vertical challenges that Brian Jeffries does. But either way, check it out. Phoenix Raceway, all kinds of good stuff going on there. Uh, get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway. March 8th to 10th promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your reserved grandstand tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. All right, Arizona's got three more games left, Brian. Uh, you got, obviously, Oregon tomorrow. Then you got the L.A. schools. Then you got, obviously, the Pac-12 tournament where we will be hanging out. Where is the? Uh, what are you looking for in these last couple games? Like, you know, what is the GOAT looking for from his vantage point? Well, I think for the Wildcats, uh, win all three because they win all three. They're Pac-12 champions, number one seed at the Pac-12 tournament. And I think they they keep their number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Right. Uh, they lose one of these games. They could potentially, you know, lose the, the regular season championship uh, because they don't own the tiebreaker with Washington State. Uh, it would put them in a different bracket in Las Vegas. Uh, and it could potentially cost them that one seed. I, I think that, and the reason I say that, Mike, is because of the level of the competition they're playing. If right. you look at strength of schedule, net ranking, Ken Paul, everything that goes into it, Arizona's playing Oregon, UCLA, and USC. None of those teams are going to move the needle, so right. to speak. So uh, the only thing that moves the needle right now is probably facing Washington State uh, in the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Or maybe Colorado because they've got some some numbers. They don't have they have one quad one win this year, and that's going to cost them big time. But right. um, so my point being, just win, just go out and win, win these last three, get the championship, be the number one seed in Las Vegas. You'd love to win that three thing. It's very difficult. Three games in three days is tough. Uh, but if you do that, if you win out, I mean, yeah, you're number one seed in the West. You're in Salt Lake City on a Thursday, and uh, you're sitting pretty right there. And, and then you hope for the best. Is it going to be kind of surreal going to Pauly for the last time? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's been all Yeah, I bet places. it's been kind of surreal. Yeah, it really has. I mean, like I said, even though you go to places where, you know, there's 3,000 fans that show up, it's just that you've been there. You're in, for me, you've been there year in, year out. You, you know the town. You know the arena. You know the people. And you're going to miss them. I'm going to miss the people that, uh, you know, I deal with at all these other schools that, I'm not going to see anymore. Uh, that's the hard part about him. And, and Pauly is, is one of them. And it's one of the great rivalries in college basketball. I think, Mike, I'm hoping that the two schools figure out some way of playing. Right. And maybe it's every other year. I don't know what it is. I think that, uh, you know, Tommy Lloyd and Mick Cronin have talked about it. Uh, the decision's probably going to go beyond just them. Uh, but I tell you, and in particular, when you're talking about traveling for non-conference games, you, you want to limit that because UCLA in particular, because of their travel situation. So can they come up with something? I don't know, but I, I would love to see, I would hate to see that rivalry just end forever. Right. So I'm hoping that we're back there someday and, and they're back in, uh, in Tucson, but that's probably the only one. Uh, if you look at the other 11, well, you know, of course there's ASU and Colorado and Utah, that are going to stay, but um, you know, playing Washington, Washington state again, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal Stanford, USC, don't see it happening. I'll tell you one thing, man. I was really excited, though, to get to see that Tommy Lloyd contract extension in the works. That was a that gave me a nice little uh, sense of security, especially going into the Big 12 next year. Uh, 
sign me up for Tommy Lloyd for the next 300 years, Brian Jeffries. <laughs> well, like I said, he loves it here. And, uh, you know, I think that's why the school wants to take care of him, which they should, because uh, as good. we talked about earlier, you have a good coach and you're going to have a good program. And Arizona has been blessed with some great coaches and they are right now. And so you want to keep him here. He wants to be here. And as long as all of that works together and things are successful, and there's no reason to think that they won't continue because uh, he's a master recruiter. Right. He brings in talent. He teaches extremely well. So, yeah, I, I don't see anything changing down the road. And people say, you know, I've heard the thing about, uh, you know, well, well, when Mark Few retires uh, and, you know, Gonzaga is a great school. Right. Don't get me wrong. One of the best stories in, in college basketball. But the resources Arizona has are far greater than, right. than what Gonzaga has. And so I think as long as things are going well here, you know, why would Tommy ever want to go anywhere else? I want to move over a little bit of football before we sign off. Brian, um, Noah Fafita, T-Mac, all those guys, they have a real opportunity here. At, well, they already do, but to really have an amazing, amazing legacy here. I mean, let's just talk about Noah Fafita for a second. I mean, the guy's my size, comes in here and doesn't really play, uh, you know, doesn't obviously doesn't play as a freshman. It's kind of forced into action, you know, in his redshirt freshman year, absolutely destroys it. Um, National freshman of the year. Then his coach leaves. A lot of people think, well, he's, uh, Noah's probably going to go for more money, whatever the case may be. Uh, and then he, T-Mac, and so many others stay without even knowing who the offensive coordinator was going to be at the time. Brian, this is this is really a story that I think we're living now, but people are going to look back in 20 years and be like, wow. I mean, you just don't see that in college athletics. Well, it is an exception to the – I don't want to call it the rule. It's exception to the current trend in college athletics is that uh, – Adia Barnes used, I thought, the best word the other day. I was uh, at a, a, a event with her, and she called it transactions. Right. That now – uh, that's what it's all yeah. about is transactions in college athletics. But when you talk about uh, Teteroa McMillan, you talk about Noah Fafita, you talk about uh, those guys, a lot. Of, if you take a look at their families, yeah. then you understand why they stayed because there's more to life than transactions. Right. And they came up, you know, those guys all came from great families. And I think they were, they brought, they were brought up well. So give their families all the credit for bringing them up as outstanding young men. Right. And so they're not going to just, uh, you know, pull up and pull out and say, okay, that's it. You know, I'm done because my coach left or whatever. They committed to something and they want to see it through. And so, like I said, family and, and just their own, uh, just their own way of living their lives, I think tells us a lot about them and why they stayed and why they want to continue to exceed. What are your initial thoughts on Brent Brennan? Well, I really liked the guy. I, yeah. you one. I think it was a perfect fit. It was a great hire. Uh, it was, you know, you, you never know sometimes when these things happen and no one expected Jed Fish to leave. And so it was uh, all of a sudden, okay, what do you do now? And you find a guy that, that has some background with the program. Uh, when you talk about families, again, here's a guy that, you know, has been taught very well uh, in terms of his coaching uh, ability, his coaching resume. Uh, you talk to the players that played for him at San Jose State. Right there, I think, is the best indication is that you don't find anybody that has anything but great things to say about right. him in terms of the way he treated them and the success he had in a program that, quite frankly, I mean, how he got that done, considering what he had to work with there, 
uh, all the credit to him. And so I think it was a great hire. Uh, he's got a good roster set. I mean, just like every coach in America, you got to go out now and, and win. Right. Uh, but I have all the faith in the world that uh, that he's going to be a long-term guy that uh, people are going to love watching him you know, put his teams together. How weird is it going to be calling a game for Arizona against Central Florida next year in a conference <laughs> game? Well, like I said, you know, it's it's crazy because um, I spend my summers updating my uh, my book on every team. And of course, I've had uh, 11 teams now for over a decade and, and some longer than that, where uh, you kind of have the history on them. And now you've got all these new teams that Arizona's never played before. Right. And so now you've got to go back and, and put the book together on them, even though there's no rivalry, so to speak. I mean, the Wildcats have played some of these schools before, but just learning about their history, uh, what they've done in the past, uh, what they've got going on now. And I love researching that. I love learning more about uh, schools. Uh, like I said, when you face the same 11 year in and year out, uh, you've already got that background. Now it's learning about all these teams. So what is it? Um, so 15 minus four. So that's a, is that 11 new teams yep. next year? Yep. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I mean, that's it though, Brian, come on, just 11 new teams. Come on. Just 11. Just, right. And of course, Arizona doesn't play all of them uh, right away. I mean, we will down the road, but uh, you know, you look at the different sports. I mean, we're going to play teams in football that we won't see in basketball and vice versa. And then baseball. And I mean, it's, that first year is going to be a whirlwind, I think, for everybody in terms of just learning. And it's going to be for those schools as well, because they're welcoming in. They just added school. Now they're going to add four more. And right. uh, it's just that's college athletics right now. I don't think that I'm wrong on this, but I think they should keep it called the Big 12, because I believe that they're representative in 12 states, Brian Jeffries. Hey, that's a great point, Mike. I like your thinking there. And I agree. Why? Why? When was the last time the Big Ten had 10 schools? No, they have like 35 schools now. Yeah, you know, it's a let's let's not mess with it. Okay. Big right. 12's fine. I, I like your thinking. That's a perfect reason just to keep it the Big 12. Uh don't go through all the branding. Brian, you can and, steal my point. You can steal my point and give me no credit. Oh, I'd like to give you credit, Mike. I don't you know, I'm, you know, I'm I don't want any credit. I just want the point put out there. We need to push this point. I can do that. All right. Now, also, another thing we need to push, the BetMGM Sportsbook app. All right. Now, let's say that you're watching Brian Jeffries and you're like, man, I want to get a little bit of money. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app. Up for at least $5, you will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes, and let's hear Damon with the disclaimer. Problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. 1-800-991-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 All right, Brian. I think you got most of those? Yeah, you got all of those, Brian. Come on. Well, wait a minute. Let me see here. There's something about New York. I can't remember. Right. Yes, there is something about New York. All right, Brian, that that jersey behind you, the Jeffries jersey. I actually we actually had somebody ask about that. Did you get this custom made? Was this a player named Jeffries that we do not know about? How did Brian Jeffries get this jersey? Well, I'll I'll tell you the story that I would like it to refer to, and then I'll tell you the truth. Okay. Which so, one first? You know, I, the first one is that that was my record setting year when I caught 132 passes. Oh, that's right. 
That's right. Okay. That was, you were on the 98 team, right? The 12 and 1. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, No, that was actually uh, in commemoration of my 20th year uh, doing the games. And so I actually have one for all three sports. and I don't know. Can you see both of them? Oh, I can see it, Brian. We uh, need to get you a forty-year one. That you're coming up on forty. Not yet. Not yet. The uh, baseball one is uh, in another room because the I ran out of wall space here. But um, oh, well, yeah, I it was uh, cool. A. Yeah, it, it, it was a it was a neat night when uh, the university did that for me. So, uh, yeah, forty old. Well, if I make it to 40. Oh, Brian, you're making it to 40. We're going to be working on your 50th, Brian. You will go nowhere. <laughs> no, that's not happening, Mike. That is not oh, happening. No, 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 Brian. We're going to stay on you about that one. All right. No. Real quick before we sign off here again, uh, OGs, again, uh, checking out all kinds of good stuff. To learn more about OGs, gummies, the fruits, the creams, and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, again, you will thank me later. All right, Brian, as always, appreciate you again. We're going to hang out in Vegas. Anna was going to ask you, um, maybe you could even hop on our post games every now and then if you get a few minutes. Uh, we did that last year, and I we believe did. we – did you end up outdoors last year? We did We did end up outdoors, yeah. yes. That's what I thought. I just – I remembered if you could please this year provide uh, some climate control to your uh, location yeah. outside. So if it's cold, uh, right. maybe some hot chocolate. Brian, or maybe a Del Taco cheeseburger. Or if it, uh, not that soon after the game. <laughs> I have to hydrate first. All right. He is the great Brian Jeffries. Give uh, give Brody uh, give Brody knuckles for me. And again, keep working on him. We want him up there. I've done what I can, Brian. Hey, I'll, I'll do what I can, but I only have so much power. You know how it is. <laughs> He's the GOAT, Brian Jeffries, who has now confirmed that he will be on here until so we get one of those 50 jerseys for Brian Jeffries. <laughs> but for, for Brian Jeffries, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.